Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. Welcome to the Dork Side of the Ring. I am your purveyor of all things that are dorky. And within the scope of wrestling, I should be more specific. I am Grum. Hello. Welcome in. We got a fun one this week. Uh, we're, we got a... Um, it was. It's a topic that was like at the top of my list uh, in terms of like what what really is like dorky, and ended up getting two of my friends from overseas, from jolly old England, not London, but jolly old England, uh, the Atomic Bear and other buttons, two of my Grand Theft Auto role playing friends, and I got their perspective on it, and uh, I wanted to because like you know they're they we have these chats about just content in general, uh, the three of us. And I felt like this one would be a good one because there's a lot to unpack in in the well we watch we watch about five five segments worth of of content uh, from 1992 or 93 93 um, and uh, or maybe was it 91 I don't remember it's either way I, the, the timing right now as I record this intro on Sunday I'm not entirely sure but early 90s. Uh, we watch about five five weeks worth of programming from Papa Shango and and the Ultimate Warrior, and uh, I wanted to get their perspective on it because there's a lot to unpack. We, we we get into it. We talk a little bit about like the 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 ir- irresponsible use of of a culture that you know uh, or or sub a subculture, um, a, a group of people. And, like, that's kind of, like, prevalent in all of wrestling, like, up until, like, even now there's sometimes there's, like, hey. Um, but it's definitely gotten better recent years. But, you know, this was one of the uh, interesting goes at, you know, uh, performer uh, Charles Wright learning, going through it. We talk about it where he goes and he, he learned about uh, hoodoo voodoo, learned about that culture, learned about, uh, you know, the or as much as he could within like a three week three or four week span and ultimately what that comes down to we talk a little bit about uh the differences in american versus british uh promoting of cleaning products and also britain's idea of what makes a good child's child's mascot uh we talk about that but uh first i mean let's let's throw to me and let bear and buttons Introduce themselves, and you get a good idea of who they are as people. Here we are, Dork Side of the Ring, Ultimate Warrior Pukes. Gins now. Hello, everybody. Welcome. I am Grum. Thank you, Grum, for throwing it to us. I appreciate that. Here with me today are my two friends from across the pond. We shall start first with the lovely other buttons. How you doing, buttons? Ooh. Or, or we could start with the atomic bear. Or we can, or we could Oh, let's see. We could do that, right? We'll just kick it down the line. Bear, who? The atomic bear. Hello. Would you like to? I, kick, would you like to? You know, introduce yourself. I could. You could. Or I could play as Uno Revert. No, I'm just. <laughs> well, I'm Grum. I'm the host. Um, Front right back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Hi, bear. I'm. I'm me. Um, British, boiling. And all around, pretty, pretty cool. I would say. I don't know. Would you agree? You said you were boiling, so you're not cool in the temperature sense, but cool as in like, you know, cool, uh, cool, cool guy. On a scale, I, 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 um, I would say so. Yeah, probably. 
Okay, all right. Well, at least at least at least we got yeah. that confirmed. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad we I'm glad we got that covered. Good. Um, That's good. What about me? I don't know. I didn't plan anything. I just kind of because because the one over there didn't plan anything either, and then they're you know they're they're building time. They're literally keeping time so they can throw it on me because oh. Fucking improv. I'm using you as a test gauge. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, okay. Is that is that how that works? I can stick to that level of how much I'm allowed to say. So you go. A level of what am I supposed to say? Uh, I do stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do I do? Where, where do you stream? Oh, huh. I'm glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> good old Twitch.tv. Who doesn't? Who doesn't love a good bit of Twitch? Twitch.tv slash the other, uh, not the other buttons, the atomic. The other buttons. The other buttons. I'm jumping. Oh, I'm jumping here. I'm jumping. I'm I'm, I'm blending here. You're, you're... Now that's our universe fusion name right there. <laughs> the, the, other, yeah, the other buttons. The other buttons. The, 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 the other buttons. That's pretty good. Cool. Right, we got it. Uh, I do uh, the, the, uh, the community stuff. Mm-hmm. I do, uh, we do we do uh, role play. Some might know, mm. some might say. Some might uh, say indeed. So yeah, some might say work on a little project of our own, little 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 Minecraft thing. Not the other Minecraft thing, but a new Minecraft thing. So there's going to be two Minecraft things. I know. Multiples. Kind of spicy. Multiple. Multiples. Minecraft. <laughs> multiples. Multiples. We love multiples. Love it. Love it. Nothing better. And. Uh, that's about it, really. I'm not that interesting. Um, <laughs> I disagree, but you know, yeah, I'm your. You know, you, you can sell yourself short. Ah, uh, well, I sell myself short so that when people meet me, their expectations are low, and then I can only shatter them by going even lower. It's a good strat, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, best on it twelve. <laughs> yeah, right. It's true. Uh, you didn't even mention your nuzlocke. I'm listen. I nuzla, mm-hmm. not successfully. That's okay, but I do. Mm-hmm. Haven't see. I didn't mention because I ain't done it in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I actually forgot about it. <laughs> just... Also, did you know that their streams on Mondays? Oh my god! Yes, Mondays on Twitch.tv/slash/TheAtomicBear. Mondays, Mondays, and Most at like don't remember. at like noon ES American Eastern Time. Because they're British, and that's five their time. They're five hours, these Brits Did you are. just call it bear time? No, their time. I said their time, not bear time. It bear is time. It is bear, bear standard it is bear time. time. <laughs> BST, bear or standard time. time. Or button standard time as well. Uh, <laughs> time, no, no, no. Button standard time would be time doesn't exist. That's, like, that's I, fair. No. no. What is time? What is time? It's time to move on to buttons. There we go. Thank, thank you for the segue. Excellent segue. You. Buttons is our other guest here. Uh, other buttons. Hello, buttons. How you doing? Hello, 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 hello. Um, we are the weird amalgamation of personalities in one body. Uh, that is the other buttons. Because apparently it's a the now that got stuck. Thanks, Grum. No, it's, it's you are the stuck. other buttons. No, no. no that's the one and only. We are um, we are a dissociative identity disorder system um, who do streams and exist and roleplay sometimes on Tilly and stuff too. Um, I personally am Alistair. Hello, 
and uh oh yeah i do that too shit yeah you do Okay. Uh, if, if we randomly go American at any point, um, I apologize. That would have been an alter switch. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, we also are doing a thing at the moment. Oh, bless you to my fiance who sneezed in the background. Um, uh, we also uh, are currently working on a thing called The Inner Worlds, which Ooh. is a dissociative identity disorder-esque awareness kind of tabletop meets mental health emulation kind of thing um that happened that that happens once a month and then it's currently being edited uh bear over there was actually on our first episode so that was that's a thing my the first line happened. was what's pogging what's pogging miss k yes that was my first line that's a hell of a I, i'm telling you i got the quips <laughs> But Bear then did proceed to end up on, and I, I am not shitting you, Willy Wonka's GameCube quest. Willy Wonka's that is an actual... GameCube mm -hmm. quest. You know what's yep. even better? Uh, I rolled two 20s in a row. During the quest? Yes. And a nice. 17. And a 19. Two 19s. Yep. I'm just that good. It was fucking ridiculous, and I understand now why DMs get frustrated when, like, they can't kill off their characters, because it's like, oh my god, just roll low for once. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, um, Bear's just there going, 20, 20, 20, Whoa, 20. 20! Whoa! Crazy! This whoa. is wild! I'm crazy! Really? Bear was amazing, though. Absolutely fantastic. Look at me go! <laughs> As usual. Over on Twitch.tv slash other buttons. So the other buttons. Not the other buttons. The other buttons. Just other buttons okay. on the in the link. Other buttons outside the link. Outside. Outside. Wait. Outside the link. I. Now I'm lost. Shit. <laughs> I have. A, uh, don't worry. I'll get us back on track. That so, seems to happen a lot. <laughs> it, it, it look. I know you two from. Twitch specifically, Grant that photo roleplay. Uh, I think highly of your improving skills. That's why I brought you on here because today we are going to watch uh, something that I feel the three of us would love to, in some fashion, um, reenact. Maybe just pay homage to uh, because it's even within the, the the scope of professional wrestling. Where and specifically WWE sports entertainment, where things are over the top, cartoony, um, just not making much sense. Uh, what we're going to watch is some of the most uh, out there stuff that WWE has done. So WWE has a fascination with um, more mythical, supernatural type um, characters. Uh, they're they're most well known as the Undertaker, uh, he was a dead man uh, who could summon lightning and fire and cheat death. And sometimes they have is other that, ones, you know. Is that legal? Is that within the scope of wrestling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Um, and then they have other ones. There's like Bray Wyatt, who is currently kind of supernaturally serial killer. Um, uh, you know, a something's 
clearly not right in the head type stuff where it's like Wyatt you know, Brothers stuff was so good. Yeah. Like, so, so good. So we got that. There's Alexa Bliss now is kind of like hypnotizing people. That's kind of interesting, kind of. Um But you know, then there's other ones like Damien Demento and you know Midian and you know you know the the, the ministry of darkness and there's a whole bunch of you know sometimes things get a little too far this is one of the more we're gonna watch something that gives a little not too far in the sense of just not like going actually too far but they go too far in the sense that in the midst of the early 90s wwe is very cartoony very colorful so if they're gonna do this they're going to do this with an over-the-top cartoony spin on it what we're going to watch is most well known for one or two segments. We're going to watch basically an entire month of programming, not like the whole show, but just for these two characters of when the Ultimate Warrior and Papa Shango um, cross paths. Now, before we get into that, Buttons, since you threw Bear under the bus to, to break time, what is your what is your experience with pro wrestling? Um, so if anyone is uh, familiar with the concept of fixations and um, fandom goers, uh, we had a full-on um, fanboy experience of Ricardo Rodriguez. Um, I pronounced that horribly. Um, back when it was him and Alberto Del Rio. Mm-hmm. And I mean... It pretty much followed the. In, I think we followed basically the entirety of that space of time and went back to go and um, watch them and stuff. We've been to some live shows. We went to see a. Um, uh, God, I forget what the heck they're called. It, it's not Raw. It's the other one. Smackdown. Smackdown. We saw a Smackdown in London, and we saw another show uh, of which I put up a. Um, it was a sign of oh god what was his name uh my client brock lesnar oh paul Heyman. paul Heyman of him as a walrus and he pointed at it and scowled uh, so that was a, that was a beautiful moment um and then we don't have much memory of it is mm. the problem so we we have dissociative amnesia so we remember some of it and i remember why i quit and that was because of the shield um we got a bit bored i guess after a while of just it constantly being predictable and the same kind of boring character winning etc um and we haven't gone back because it's a lot of time like you've got to dump a lot of time into wrestling to follow it Mm -hmm. and ricardo stopped being a thing and del rio stopped being a thing and yeah so we have quite a bit of experience with it but it was very much over specific characters interesting yeah, Ricardo Rodriguez, big, big, uh, just, like, it sucks that he's associated with, like, a really bad guy. Like, not just in the sense of wrestling, but, like, like a, as a human being, Alberto Del Rio is scum. Um, yeah. So it's like, damn, like, your best, like, I remember you, but I also, but that by remembering you, I also remember that this guy existed, and, yeah, he sucks. So, but no, Alberto... Uh, such a good dynamic that's the mm. problem is they had a really good dynamic because they had that kind of disney-esque the villain and then his henchman mm-hmm. that was really really loyal to him yeah and it was a fantastic concept 
But unfortunately, as does happen, quite a few wrestlers turn out to be horrible fucking people. So yeah. But yeah, that sucks. Uh, uh, R- Ricardo Rodriguez, uh, great, great. Uh, as far as I know, is a good guy, but also incredible. Just the guy got over by just saying Alberto Del Rio, uh, and people loved oh, him for it. Uh, Bear, you've had some time to think about your history uh, with, uh, uh, with yes. pro wrestling. My extensive history. Yes, your extensive life history, because mm-hmm. um, yeah, you, you have so much life lived. Oh, well, I mean, I am the oldest here, of course. And obviously by oldest. You mean youngest. I mean youngest. Yep. Um, wrestling. Pretty pog. Mm, okay. Uh, what do I know about it? I know there's a thing called a, a, a rumble. Mm-hmm. Particularly, some might say it's quite royal. That yes, some actually everybody calls it royal. Oh, right. Yes. So there's there's one of those, I think. Uh, uh I remember this one time seeing a meme of Bernie Sanders with a steel chair. Mm-hmm. It's quite funny. <laughs> Is that Bernie? It's Bernie Sanders with a steel chair. That's. That's about it. I know they hit people with ladders sometimes and like chairs. And then, uh, oh, <laughs> literally, the only things I know are the things you have done on your streams with the Macho Man. Mm. And, oh, I'm going to butcher the other guy's name. Is it Paul Oakley? No, no, no. no. Damn it. G- G- mean, Gene o- mean Gene Okerlin. Okay, I was close. I don't know if you, you were close. I got, I got the oak bit. Yeah, I guess. I got the oak bit, and that kind of yeah. That is a win for me. That I guess so. Cool. So, so your so your um, history with wrestling is uh, basically the memes. Yes, the one meme. Just the one. Not even not even multiple memes. It's just it's just <laughs> just the one Bernie Sanders with a steel chair. Oh no, and there, there's there's the there's the Undertaker one where the guy's smiling and then Undertaker's right behind him looking at him all scary like from the boneyard match. See, if I had known that, we'd watch that so that you could understand where that meme comes from. Maybe in the future. The, those are the only two that I know and uh there uh, I know this one wrestler guy that wears a pair of jeans and he puts his hands in his pocket. Saw that one. Oh, Orange Cassidy. I don't know his name, no, that's, but that's, now I do. Yeah, Orange Cassidy wears sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, I just thought it was funny because he put his hands in his pocket and starts beating the crap out of him with his feet. Yeah. Well, no. It, it was... Do you not know the cream of the crop meme? Isn't that Macho Man? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know of it. Yeah, oh, but that's not yeah. really a that's not really a meme meme, is it? That's more I, like a. I don't know. It's one of the funniest fucking things I've seen. It's, it's, it's a, a great, phrase. Great, yeah, yeah, it's a great it's promo. Stupid. Yeah, where he's just got he's got a bunch of creamers in his hand and he just keeps throwing them away, just throwing them in the ground. Cream of crumb. Uh huh. Yeah, cream always rises. Yeah, the cream. Yeah, a cup of coffee in the big time. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to watch. So what do you, do either of you know anything about Papa Shango? <laughs> no. Okay. I've heard the name, but I have no clue. Okay, so I expected that. Now, what about the Ultimate Warrior? Do either of you know anything about the Ultimate Warrior? 
I know that a lot of wrestling fans got really annoyed at us in the past for uh, not knowing anything about the <laughs> Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> and I Is that like a game know. show? No, no, it's a wrestler. <laughs> uh, the Ultimate Warrior, uh, the heir apparent to Hulk Hogan. Uh, so in the early, so so Hulk Hogan basically carried all of wrestling on his back from the uh, mid, you know, like early middle of the '80s to throughout the '80s. Um, brought it to popularity, you know, him and Vince McMahon together, you know, presenting wrestling in a way that you know was very, you know, attractive to, you know, home, you know, children and 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 families and and just the nation at large. Ultimate Warrior started to capture people because he was kind of different than Hulk Hogan, but he, he just had that charisma to him where people were like, wow, this guy's great. Really, in the hindsight, it's just more of it just shows how dumb people were in the 80s. This is a guy who um, doesn't, and we'll see this, his promos weren't never made any sense. He just snarled a lot. Um, and then he would run down to the ring, shake the ropes, be out of breath throw somebody on the ground and just jump on their stuff and then like just splash them and then win. He did this very successfully because it just goes to show that in, in, in WWE and really in wrestling, but WWE specifically, you don't have to be this uh, elaborate athlete and an incredible wrestler to get, to have people cheer you on. You just got to be fun to watch. Um, and he was fun to watch for a lot of people. He was the heir apparent I'm to, Hulk Hogan, though. Go I'm ahead. guessing that back then, mm -hmm. that was new. Because now that seems like the bare minimum for wrestling. Um, not... So, wrestling had always been about the idea of simulating fighting, right? Um, you you want to make people believe that what they're watching is two guys really trying to beat each other, and both guys are trying to win their match. And that's how it was for the longest time. Vince McMahon took a risk, bought his father's company, bought out his father's partners in the WWF, dropped one of the W's, so it was just Worldwide uh, World Wrestling Federation, not the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Um, and then he took a risk, and he said, I'm going to present wrestling different. It's not going to be about who can work, who can you know, put together a 25, 30-minute match that people are going to pay money to see. I just want people – I want wrestlers that people are going to pay to see, period. doesn't matter if they're wrestling nobodies. Uh, and he started to shift more towards, you know, colorful. He took it out of, like, smoke-filled – I think the, 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 the saying is always Vince McMahon took wrestling out of smoke-filled arenas and turned the lights on. Um, and because he kind of did. If you look at wrestling in – the early 80s and the 70s, the crowd, you don't really see them. The lights are kind of dark. It's kind of hazy because people are smoking in there and, and whatnot. And Vince McMahon was like, I'm taking it out of it. We're going to have bigger arenas, more people, and we're going to appeal to a wider base of fans rather than just cater to the people who love pro wrestling and they love the athleticism and the athletes of it. We're going to create characters. We're going to tell stories. We're going to do movies. And we, we, I want to basically be it so that it's a weekly movie every week where you go, wow, that was great. So in like the 90s, Ultimate Warrior is a bright, colorful hero that people are like, yeah, love him. He's great. He's colorful. He's wacky. Like he's also incredibly muscular. He looks like a superhero come to life. 
and it's just the naivety of the 90s where like you know that's just how america was where you know in the 80s you know it's super pro america you know say your pra- say your pra- you know prayers eat your vitamins <laughs> you know i am a real american hulk hogan was the guy vince mcmahon wanted to make ultimate warrior the next guy he had him beat hulk hogan at wrestlemania 6 uh he wrestles for a little bit uh you know longer and then just he loses the title and then just kind of disappears um ultimate warrior is a bad guy homophobic racist um self-centered just person um if you if uh you're interested if you're listening to this and you're interested to learn more because you're shocked because you're like i love the ultimate warrior uh the dark side of the ring uh not dork side this is dork side but the dark side of the ring on vice did a you know uh, uh, um, an entire episode dedicated to ultimate warrior and he's just kind of like you know a scumbag he's racist he's homophobic he basically said that like hurricane katrina happened because uh New Orleans is nothing but sinful people. Um, Classy. Yes. So, terrible human being. That's We're, a Westboro Baptist Church-esque thinking. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. Also, uh, he sued Vince McMahon, uh, and Vince McMahon countersued him because he was going around talking as the ultimate warrior, so he, rena- he legally had his name changed to Warrior so that he could appear at things as Warrior. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and then he ended up coming back in 1996 and did some just terrible wrestling there. And there's other stuff. But um, WWE props him up as this good guy or this icon because in in the grand scheme of things, just as the character, the ultimate warrior, absolutely was. The human being was not. And we live in a time now where, you know, certain things of art and artist that used to get away with, you can't get away with now. So being a terrible human being, you could get away with a little bit if you didn't associate yourself so much with the art. But he, is, he went and changed his name to literally Warrior. So now the, the line is no, is that's, blurred so much that it's like... That's well, really interesting, mm-hmm. actually, because that's, that's kind of the whole streamer, YouTuber personality character versus, you know, the person kind of blurred line mm-hmm. whole thing. But, decades beforehand correct he was living vicariously (laughs) (laughs) i mean he he kind of he he was um we'll talk about it after we watch this we're gonna watch we're going to watch the five there's a five week period where papa shango and and the ultimate warrior have a little story um and we're going to watch what was televised on wwf superstars in the late spring early summer of 1992 uh, we're watching yeah, this. Save the pandas. Yes. Uh, save the pandas, yes. Uh, we're going to watch that. We'll get right back to you guys here on the dork side. Ooh, baby, let me tell you something. It is your American dream, Dusty Road here with another five star read review. It's good to see you. Welcome again. That's right. Hit the funky music. We got we got another one here from Death Thunderstone, six stars in the Tokyo Dome, baby. That's right. That's I tear that shit down. 
Here we go. Listen here, Daddy. They say Mike Tyson's the baddest man on the planet, but he ain't never seen Grum Road, baby. Yeah, 65, 200 pounds of blue-eyed soul that is, a, is better than a CPF post. That's right, baby. Shout out to CPF, the Tyler I am. Discord. It's good to see you. Thank you for the, the support there. Dad Thunderstone. That's right. Six stars in the in the Tokyo Dome. If you want to be like Dad Thunderstone and have me or maybe Macho Grum. Read the read the review. Do yourself a favor. Go into the Apple Apple Podcast app. Go find the Dork Side of the Ring, baby. That's right, Dork Side of the Ring. Leave a five star rating right now. That review, and I'll read it just like this. That's right, cause Daddy, let me tell you something. I am Dusty Rhodes, and I am the American Dream. Good to see you. Glad to hear. I, I see here. Ready to wind it down with kings and queens sitting there. Please. Poking beans with being homeless, being poking beans, baby. Out here tripping over my own line. Either way, thank you so much for your time. That's right, I brought it back with a little bit of a rhyme. That's right. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the podcast here. Dork side of the ring. Shit, man. A wild shit indeed. All right, we are back. Dorkside, we just got done watching the the, the the what was that five five or so segments of uh, yeah of uh, Ultimate Warrior and Papa Shango. Um, I should say we watched that. Uh, we watched it all. Now I get to tell you how that ends. Because if you're somebody like me who go who hears these kind of podcasts, you're like, oh, I want to watch along or kind of go watch that before. Uh, if you don't know how that ends. Which buttons bears? I doubt. I doubt you. You either of you knows how that ends. I, I think you would assume though they eventually have a match, right? Kind of a big payoff match, maybe at a pay per view. Hope so. Right? If you're a viewer, like, how are you not entranced by that? You know, your favorite Ultimate Warrior is, you know, taking on the uh, a man who is able to set f- people on fire and uh, have. Black goo come out of your hair or places mystically. Uh, they didn't really wrestle that much. The, and when they did, Ultimate Warrior just handedly beat his ass. Uh. Didn't, if I remember correctly as well, didn't, because um, I heard about the blunder at one point, that I think it was Papa Shango Mr. Q or something as well? Uh, I don't think that it was for, um, I don't know if that was for Ultimate Warrior. because So Ultimate Warrior... Um, ends up re- ends up wrestling um, Randy Savage at SummerSlam 1994 later that summer. Papa Shango wrestles at the event, but he's actually not on pay-per-view. And by November, Ultimate Warrior is gone. He's no longer in WWF. He leaves wrestling. Papa Shango stays as Papa Shango for a little bit, and then they bring him back as um, Kama, the Ultimate Fighter, and then he turns into the Godfather. So, Papa Shango and the he Godfather. History, doesn't he? Christ? He do, yeah. Hey, look, uh, Papa Shango turning into the Godfather is a hell of a character arc. If they were it were to acknowledge on screen that they're the same person, um, the Godfather, um, Barry, you may not know. No. Godfather is a pimp who wrestles. He nice. literally would come out. With a, with a train of women called the Ho Train. Now, mind you, this is wow. this is late '90s, right? So, it, 
all the rules are out, man. Misogyny is in. Yeah. You know, you want to be you want to be uh, problematic. It's everybody loves it. You know, it's great. Yeah. He's not got one. He's got two. He's got. <laughs> well, so that was his idea. So Charles Wright runs a runs a strip club. Ran a strip club. I should say he sold it recently. That's very much himself cranked up to a, a comical or you know extra thing. Like he's not legitimately pimping out women, but he is a big guy who likes women. He knows a bunch of sex. He's very pro sex work. You know, we we stand sex work here, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, so long as everybody involved is good with it, uh, and so he's doing the, the the gimmick, and his wife goes. Put some color into your attire. Like he's a married man, and he's going around like, and, and, like she's like, just put some color. Like start wearing some like, you know, red or some blue. Stop wearing black leather, you know, ja- you know, vests and and pants. Like add some color. And so then they then they did that, and he basically turned into a pimp and got over as a pimp, where he was you know pimping hoes nationwide, you know, and it, you know roll. He would ask the crowd to. Uh, roll roll up your fatties for this pimp daddies and get aboard the hoe train. What a wild ride! Yeah. He'd actually he would offer pro re- his opponents hoes for the win. Like he'd be like, "Look, you 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 lay down and let me pin you, and you get these hoes." Which some did, you know. Of course, because it doesn't work if they never you know accept it. Um, but one time he was wrestling. The Undertaker, when The Undertaker was as satanic, demonic as he could he ever was, and he almost got him to crack. He got he 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 almost got him to crack, which was you know something he would he always tried to do. He's, he wanted to get you know his his friends to laugh when they're not supposed to laugh. Um, but Papa Shango Charles Wright, uh, definitely a uh, definitely uh, like as you said, buttons. Definitely a, a a gimmick that makes you go, eh, is this being done properly? Uh, should it be being done? You, yeah, it was heavily stigma. It still is heavily mm-hmm. stigmatized. Like it's funny because some of like the main folk who did voodoo, like voodoo in um mm. in history, were like pacifists and stuff. Yeah. Like it's it's a pretty like innocent thing from what I've heard. But obviously, back then, I mean getting a black person on air without a racially stereotyped gimmick is mm-hmm. unfortunately not as doable. Yeah, it was very white back then. It was um, very much one one or two per quota per and you're good to go. You know, they like uh, just looking at the SummerSlam 1992 uh card, you have um you have your you have Papa Shango uh going up against and this wasn't even on the actual uh event that you could watch but you had Papa Shango going up against Tito Santana um and then the only other um wrestler actually there's or there's only one other wrestler color on the card which was Kamala the Ugandan giant but then again that's just oh. a yeah uh <laughs> yeah it's just another yeah, it's like, oh, okay, where he, where they played up that that he's from Uganda, where he ate people, and he's a cannibal, and he's a wild man, and you know he had two handlers, you know, very uh, not great, to say the least. Well, we, uh, uh, to be fair, they they did get a bit better with it, although there will, 
so one of our favorite wrestlers um was probably not the greatest type which was lana um mm, yep who was also a huge russian stereotype and it was just like that i don't know they do it as much anymore but back then they were notorious for just racially stereotyping oh, characters. I, I was uh they don't um i'm trying to think not really uh, unless it's the person's like coming up with it themselves, like there's a lot of people on the independents that will play up those aspects because they still hit, right? They they but they don't make it as cartoonishly evil. Like oh, the cartoonishly evil, you know, foreigner. Like uh, for example, there was a British uh, a British uh, Olympian boxer, uh, Anthony Agogo, wrestles for All Elite Wrestling, wrestled at Double or Nothing. Uh, AEW's event in May against Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, for some reason, decided to make it about America versus the world and how Anthony Agogo uh, is pro, is anti-American when he's just like the whole time, and the whole time Anthony Agogo is just like going like, America, like if you get sick in America, you don't get time off. In Britain, you get time off. <laughs> Like you're sick, mm. they don't want you in to get more people sick, you know. And he's just going on these <laughs> things, and like everything, all of his quips are just like, "Yes, life is better. America is fucked." And like I'm just sitting there going, "Let's go, Antonio Gogo. Let's go, boo America." <laughs> like, and a lot of people did because it was just so. And then, for whatever reason, uh, you know, Cody Rhodes, being full of himself, decides to make it about. His daughter. He, he's having a daughter with a with a black woman, and that you know she's going to be a proud white, proud black, proud mixed daughter who will be a hundred percent American, and sh- she won't you know he he won't have her you know wondering why her father laid underneath underneath a, uh, the flag of some other country. It's like what? <laughs> and. <laughs> Listen to that's why we're supposed to what? Yeah, what indeed. Um, but yeah, no, like this 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 is in nineteen ninety two though, right? Is you don't have the consciousness that we have now of, of other cultures and you know, you, you clearly don't have you own the internet because people are still buying that shit. Like they're like the, oh like oh you could see in his right like we watched it, you could see it in Warrior's uh right pocket and then Mean Jean's left pocket. Their hand is in there while the black goo is coming out. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, man. Well, it's it's um, what's the term? There's actually a thing for it in theater. Uh, suspensive disbelief. Yes. I think yep. Uh, suspending. Um, yep. You know, you absolutely know that theater isn't real. Mm-hmm. You can tell, like with the stage in it, and stuff, yeah. it's obviously not real. But you still watch something like Beauty and the Beast and go, "Holy shit! How did they do the transformation scene?" Yep. Like you still look at these effects and go holy shit because you can appreciate both the story the storytelling and the art mm-hmm. like the art yeah. form of all of these effects you can still appreciate the lighting from the lighting guy etc things don't have to be real to be impressive mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's that like that I often find with a lot of wrestling fans is a lot of them like oh, it's, it's, not, it's fake so it's crap and it's like then why do you watch it <laughs> No one hates wrestling more than wrestling fans. Yep. Um, and, and like that, which sucks. Like that's why I like this, th- th- this podcast. This idea that I had was I'm like, look, wrestling is a lot more fun when no one's taking it serious. Is that we're gonna sit here for the next hour or so and just make fun of what we just watched? Like a man who is, I think he was like six five, six six, 
265 pounds of, of, of uh, scientifically enhanced muscles from steroids <laughs> had to act as if he was being cursed. But he was being cursed. Like Barry, you were during the during his match where he stumbled or he he uh, clutches his stomach and vomits on people. You're telling him like you're like look at the guy, look at him, and he's just sitting Dude. there ignoring him. Go ahead. It's like it's just a woman's point. Like he's doing the thing. Look, he's just like the guy's just getting up. He's going down. They just seem like yeah, listen to me. This is what happens when you don't listen to me. Yeah, and like. And like she's into it, right? Like she's like, "Listen, look, I'm trying to save your life. There's a man here who's gonna put you a curse on you, and you're, you're not, you're just sitting there celebrating for everybody." <laughs> I, uh, I, like there was, there's a lot about that five weeks that, to me as a wrestling fan, encompasses why wrestling is more fun when you don't take it serious, right? If you were to take wrestling serious. Let's pretend it's an actual sport, right? It, it is it is a real-life sport that is serious, and there's rules. That doesn't happen, right? That's just a guy facing another guy. Yeah. And that's not fun. If I want to watch there's that. Two dudes. <laughs> yeah. I don't – so I never watched wrestling for the wrestling. Mm-hmm. It was always for the characters and the acting and just the stupid bits and the fun of it. It was the storytelling. The wrestling's cool. Like, absolutely give it to the wrestlers. Like, to be able to pull off those tricks and to be able to make sure you don't hurt other people, etc. The amount of fitness you need to be a wrestler. It is incredible. Absolutely wonderful. But it's just such a small part of the actual thing of wrestling, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's... it's um. I, I whenever we talk about like role play, I always put it in the guise of like wrestling. Um, in that you want to work mm. together with everybody. You want to work together with your person. Even like we do Grand Theft Auto role play, and that's a lot of conflict. It can be a lot of conflict role play, where mm. one person has to lose and one person has to win. For when we do Grand Theft Auto, I had no problem losing. I'd be a jobber. I'll job out because I can get over my character, my role play without winning like some people were, are just unable to do that they don't know how yeah. they don't know how to lose or they don't know how to build off of losing and i know we've had the conversation the three of us uh, along <laughs> with others it, losing gives you so much more opportunity right so you want to work mm-hmm. together and if everybody's the idea and this is why how we role play is like i'm trying to lose it's like all right i'm gonna lose me the three of us are role playing i'm trying to be the biggest loser but so are the two of you who can be the biggest loser? <laughs> and like in wrestling, somebody has to win and somebody has to lose by the nature of how it's uh, the, the presentation of, of the show. But you almost want to be the loser because you look at things and you're like, wow, like, you know, okay, I got something to go off of. Because sometimes you win and you're just like, I, I won again. The story now is when am I going to lose? But if you lost, is now how am I going to win again? It's or, the underdog story, too, mm-hmm. at that point. The moment you do win, going to be absolutely satisfying. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, they got... Or, when you do lose, lose spectacularly. Um, it was... Oh, was it Kofi? 
mm. who was notorious for the Royal Rumbles, he would pretty much always lose. But yep. when he, he would basically stay in in the best ways possible by like jumping onto chairs and like hiding on the sides of the rings and stuff. And that, it's like, yeah, he still lost, but he had a brilliant time doing it. And he also <laughs> became notorious. He didn't need to win to be remembered. Yeah, it's it's the idea of making moments, right? Like these, the, what we just saw, like those are three three to four moments that people that were watching it to this day they still remember because if you watch that live you're 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 probably entranced by pro wrestling you love it and you remember when papa shango made him throw you remember you know warrior throwing up because he was cursed you remember the black goo coming out of his head you remember the guy being set on fire the guy's boots being set on fire and having black goo come out of his head you you remember mean jeans arm having the black glue and that's for that's a month of memories mm-hmm. and you know if you're a kid or you're a young you know you're watching you know wrestling as, as a kid and you're just enamored by it like you remember that you don't remember that uh you know ultimate warrior lost to you know brian not or beat brian knobs right before throwing up doesn't matter it was just that was just to set up the moment and that's what that like for me that and like I enjoy having these conversations with people who aren't as devout wrestling fans. Like you said while we we're watching, it's a hell of a cult that uh, <laughs> yeah. that he was talking about his warriors and whatnot. That's really what it is, right? Like you just kind of follow people because you like them. They they're charismatic. They're they're enchanting to watch. And it's fandom. Yeah, one hundred percent fandom with a different name. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to look at this through the eyes that we normally look at, the, like role play, right? So, so we, as I said, we do Grand Theft Auto role play. We do it on Tilly. We've done it on a couple other servers. We're going to do some Minecraft role play uh, coming up soon. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the idea that I wanted to look at this, right, as like a character, right? Just those two characters, right? What it just those are five scenes that I showed you guys. What could have gone better? I want to break it down like we used to do role-playing, which is like, hmm, if I was this person, that's what I would have done, right? So who wants, who wants Papa Shango? Who wants, who, wants to be, who wants to be the villain? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I was like, who wants to be Papa Shango? Uh, uh, you don't want to be the villain? No? No? I'll be the I villain, but villain. I don't want to be a <laughs> shark. <laughs> All right. Well, like, even just looking at it, right? Like, just, I, I, you don't have to literally right. be, right? Okay. But, All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You're going to throw the Wrestle Bandit. <laughs> Great. Now we're going to have Wrestle Bandits next week. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait. No, I just be the yeah. Punching Bandit. The, he's the Punching Bandit. Uh, but I wanted to, like, I feel like those are, they were good scenes. Hello, person in the background honking. Uh, that's a drive-by. Uh, <laughs> was that the ice cream man? Do you guys have ice cream man? And uh... we don't yes, start get us started. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You want to tell him the story of the ice cream man? Uh, so I have been. Um, I say I. We have been haunted by uh, an ice cream van for the last ten or so years. Um, 
as in we just always hear the same jingle we've never seen i think we saw it once in the last decade and we've heard it in the middle of the fog in the middle of just just the winter in the middle of the night and that is almost single-handedly why the character who is a gta roleplay character that we have of mr joy exists is based on the fact that we have been haunted by an ice cream van for a decade plus um and usually when i mention that to people they then start getting haunted by the ice cream van so uh, <laughs> uh literally when they mentioned it to me about uh two days afterwards uh there has been an ice cream machine that has been stalking me ever since it's paid again today i think i think they're working in tandem (laughs) (laughs) so yes and also they're haunted because it's an ice cream curse jesus christ (laughs) i should never have bought that ben and jerry's (laughs) no all right well then that's interesting Uh, okay so you do but they're ghosts they're ghost ice cream (laughs) you don't see everything is haunted in england that is just how it is some would say deserved. I don't know if I would, but some would say deserved. Um, England, mm-hmm. <laughs> England, not great very throughout history. Uh, um, so you didn't say dessert. It was right there. Ah, uh, it's just desserts for England. That what of life, though. We are definitely the heel. Throughout history, there is always Britain there to be the heel. Uh, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Um, I know when I when I went back and I rewatched this for for Dorkside before because I like to make sure everything is as outlandish as I think about it, and I was just like, like, uh, Ultimate Warrior absolutely could have done like in- so much better, so much better in 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 pretending to be cursed uh, the first time around, where like he just complete like. I think like throughout the match, uh, I didn't because it's it's like a couple times I didn't want to subject us to a ten minute Ultimate Warrior match. It, it's just not worth it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, he kind of like he like gets stomach pains a little bit, but like you're like, what the fuck is going on? Is he shitting himself? Um, but like, <laughs> but like that's when he just falls. He just falls off, clutching his stomach. Like there's no. He goes zero to a hundred like right away. Like there's, there's no slow playing it. Like he, he's st- like like you said. There's a, a lady telling him to look at the man who has a skull and is doing some sort of magic shit to him. To just look at him, stop him from doing that. But like I would have had him like I don't know, come in like hits and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, just be like, oh, like, when he gets up on the rope, and then, like, we're fine. You know, like, we're fine. This is fine. Uh, it's just... have the referee check on him at one point. He'd be like, hey, you okay? But like, yeah, 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 I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. fine. And then collapse. But he he goes, like, he definitely has, like, had intestinal problems before where, like, he's had to clutch his stomach. Just, like, that's pro-intestine clutching right there. Ah, right. He's like Professional. <laughs> What, you're not a professional intestine clutcher, Bear? Uh, not my intestines, maybe my pancreas. <laughs> like, oh, my pancreas. Are you grabbing uh, your, are you grabbing your liver? No, pancreas. Uh, <laughs> other side. Yeah. Uh but like I don't man. Man, it's just so like so that whole it's just I I can't. I can't with it. No, Good. see if it was doing, if we're doing the, the bit of like the like the curses if we're gonna go through that. I just, I'd have just I'd have done the bit of just they don't work. 
stupid. <laughs> just like, I'm gonna curse you! Ooh! And then you do it, it's like, what, what happened? <laughs> well, then, that was the... No, 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 then you have someone beside him, like the referee yeah. or Gene Oakland, be like, oh, oh, shit, I cursed the wrong person. <laughs> yeah. Like you walk away, you go up, you go off stage, you're like, god damn, it didn't work again, and then it happened. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> Instead like... of him just standing there, <laughs> right in front of him, just going, ooh, right, and, and nobody like... getting him away. No, like... Nobody got him away. That's right, the what They just let him sit there, continuing to curse this man. And the, the fake vomiting afterwards of just uh, mm -mm. peas and carrots and, and mashed. baby food. I'm pretty certain that was. A little bit of oats. Like. A little bit of oats, yeah. A little oatmeal and peas and, you know, a little, a little <laughs> green, green food coloring seven. Like, and then he's just not a, pro a professional intestine grabber, amateur fake vomiter. That, uh, Jim Helwig, the, re uh, the warrior. Never faked vomiting to get out of school once. I, yeah, so I couldn't even, like, I blinked. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly they had it all over them. It didn't even look like he vomited it. It just looked like, oh, God, something happened. <laughs> it, they, somebody was snick. It's the thing that you clutch over and you put your head off the side and then you hear the, the noises. Mm -hmm. And then potentially if they try and, like, pull him up, you know, to try and sort of see, are you okay? Then you can do the whole gross out projectile stuff. Yeah. But you've got to... Do the this is where the um the retching and stuff should come in mm -hmm. to give that whole oh god this is not good yeah like and I that might have they may have been doing that when he was out in front of the crowd right where he's doing but like I, man like you like all that was done taped right none of that was live that's all taped mm -hmm. so you could go all right hey we didn't hear him vomit or ret like you know like almost throw up so let's you know. Let's you know, let's extend it like ten seconds. Can you give us like a couple like dry heaves? <laughs> Just that was dry heaves. Can you also can you imagine directing that? And you're like, ah, we gotta go again. Get these guys some new clothes. <laughs> Get a different shirt. Different. Br 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 one more. One more take. One Just more. Swipe it off. Like, and he almost ruins it because I think that what they did was they did the tube, like on the side of the face type uh, effect, like mm. the same thing they did in, like, The Exorcist and shit. Um, and he almost ruins it by turning to the camera. And I'm like, what? I, like, I remember when I first, I'm like... I have a tube on my face now. Yeah. Like, what the... F and, like, you know, they did an all right job with the, the black goo the following week and, like, hiding that. But, again, very funny, uh... For some reason, this guy who is chiseled out of granite, who is a body guy, who is, you know, known for being, like, incredibly strong and a, and just juiced to his gills, is, like, wearing a, a, a jacket. Mm. <laughs> nice jacket. To me, that kind of came off more as a... I don't know, he... See, this is the thing. This is probably completely by accident. It absolutely likely was not. It came off that he was kind of actually nervous. And that he was basically trying to play it up so that he was, you know... Like, yeah, I'm not... I can't be beaten. It's sort of like, okay, I'm actually a little bit scared of this guy. So it would make sense that potentially he's wearing something, you know, his postures in his hand, like in his pockets and stuff, that he's mm. potentially a little bit more covered up because he's not feeling as great. However... 
that's probably not what was actually intended and it was complete and utter accident because the ultimate warrior seems like a really boring <laughs> character. Oh, I, like he's only a character that only exists in the in the late 80s early 90s, right? Like you couldn't have that. They they've had characters similar where they just come in, they do a couple of things, they're big muscle guys, uh and they always get over as an act to a point. And that point becomes, okay, you you win. And you have a catchphrase. What else is there? You know, like what? What else is there to you? Like, you know, like bear. You're just a big muscle guy. What? What? You know, you just win. How are you gonna? Like, what was? I am muscle. (laughs) Said the catchphrase. I am muscle. That's me. I am muscle. (laughs) Come here. Just wrestle. That's how I defeat my. I just make them. I just. I just flex, Mm -hmm. and all my clothes combust. Combust. Yes, combust. Not even rip. Like fire. And just yeah, combust. Damn, wardrobe is gonna be a hell for you. I. You know what? You better get over. I think it's worth it. I. I mean, imagine guy walks on stage, goes, "I am muscle," and then flexes, and then his clothes just. I mean, yeah, but also. Like, no, no. Like, no. <laughs> like, I would. I feel like, at, like, at a point, like, I don't know. Like, I would be like, as a wrestling fan, I'd be like, wow, that's cool. I like thing. I mean, like, look, somebody set somebody on fire the, in the last calendar year. Hey. So, okay. What else well, you got? Now, for well, now, well, now there needs to be the next person to be lit on fire in the next calendar year. Okay. So, so that's the role I am. That's the role I'm filling. I'm, it's so you, one one per year. So you just you just flex your muscle every time else you're just coming out and in, in flame. That, see, that's why I don't flex. The, that's why I don't flex them all the time because ah, it's okay. dangerous. It's like my super move. Your super move. You're scared when, of your own powers. Yeah, I flex and I just come. So, so you're so you're losing except for one time a year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, I get I get one I get one but the one time I don't win is the time everyone wins and loses because when I combust I knock myself out <laughs> ah to keep it fresh so, so, so yeah so it's kind of it's kind of a you go down with me rule mm, gotcha or you go you go down with them really yeah yeah, yeah. gotcha if anything it's just a, it's a it's an honor to be honest. It's an honor. quite honorable. <laughs> I go down with the with everyone else. Yeah, yeah, but you want to win. You put you do flex. I? I mean, in theory, yes, you do. In theory, I want to win. Yeah, I feel like that kind of character would want to win. So what happens is I do go down with them, but then I have a triumphant like. It's like everyone's down. He's going for the ring, and then I put my hand up on the bar and I just do a thumbs up. And it's like, like you know. I think we just like, I, we just came up with a character name. It's Phoenix Muscle. Phoenix Muscle. Yeah, that's good. Once a year, you, you you combust. You know, <laughs> you come back stronger. What about the all-time character of cleaning, Mister Muscle? Mister Muscle. <laughs> yeah. Do you not do you not have Mister Muscle in America? No. Is it is it just? Oh my god! You mean what? you mean Mister Clean? No, 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 
No. No, it's Mr. Muscle. But is he related to Mr. Clean? I mean, he's he's far superior to Mr. Clean. Uh, okay. Look, Mr. Clean. Look had, at him. Mr. Look at him. I'm Mr. playing fire now. Look at that. No, Miss Mr. Muscle just. Uh, no, no. Mr. Muscle looks like just. Do you know, Mr. Muscle is after everyone's mother. That is, that is every advert. Yeah, he he's comes at, in like, yeah, he's, hey, yeah. He's after every mother. Mr. Clean is at everybody's mother, and some dads are going after him. That's the difference between Mr. Clean and Mr. Muscle. One is is chasing. The other one is the chased. To be fair, we are forgetting the superior uh, English Mr. that would be a brilliant wrestling character. And that Ooh, is Mr. Mr. Blobby. Okay. Who? Absolutely. Oh, do you not know of Mr. Blobby? Oh, Mr. Boy, Blobby? Mr. Blobby? Yeah, Mr. Blobby. Possessed by the devil himself. Um... I got an image right here. So are we putting are we putting Mr. Blobby with with Papa Shango? Like, are they a tag team? Is <laughs> is oh, Mr. Blobby is the world's worst heel. Um, Mr. A man once punched Mr. Blobby, like the guy in the Mr. Blobby suit, at his daughter's birthday party because he was scared. Just found that. That's ridiculous. That is that's <laughs> Mr. Blobby with a Mr. with a with a Blobby of his own. Uh, Mini Blobby. What the hell is wrong with Britain? <laughs> What the fuck been, is wrong? We've 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 been saying this for years. Yeah, like it, like shout out in like a different kind of way. Shout out my 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 close personal friend Will from Jersey. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like what is what is what the fuck? This, this is what we do. We just create horror. Will Will is going to ha I'm going to need Will to answer for this in, in front of everybody. Uh, so when you listen to this, Will, you let me know. We're gonna talk. Mr. Blobby is a. This is a fucking. Yeah. Who who thought this was a good idea? Why does he only have a Children. bottom set of teeth? No one knows, but all I can say is that I think the majority of England hated Mr. Blobby. Yeah. Why does he? Ha why does he have? Genuinely wanted him to. Why does he have teeth? I love him. Why does he have a? Oh, you should. Mm, no, go lit quickly. If you can, just listen to his voice. I don't that's want to. Uh uh, I'm not Maybe going. Go yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, it. no, don't do that. Don't do that to. I'm not doing that. Bro. There's a voice change. But I, you know what, I will do. I'll put it. I will put it in the. I will take a moment here, to uh, like what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pause the conversation here, uh -huh. and then they just listen to that. So I just I literally forced everybody else to listen to it. Right. So I had to listen to it to put it in there. But they, there you go. but I'm no longer the only person who is just learning about Mr. Blobby and yeah. suffering now. Uh, I'm not alone, but I am alone for the next Sweet. like three weeks, I think. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay. You're just, you know, you're ahead of the curve. Yeah, this is, uh, I want to say that whenever this is mentioned to people who don't know Mr. Blobby, this is the normal reaction. What the fuck? Why does it have teeth in this balloon? Nobody knows why Mr. Blobby has teeth, but we can only... Wait, so this is not like... Does he legitimately have, like, teeth? Like, in yes. other rendition? Does he have two... Like, all he has is a bottom... He's got the bottom row. That's it. There's no There's no upper row. Like, That's all he needs. Oh, my God. This is just not... I can't. Why? I, I just... Mr. I, Blobby's a nightmare, but he's our nightmare. There's some wacky stuff in America, too. Like what? What do you think is wacky in America? Uh, 
Ronald McDonald. Uh, yeah. Grimace. Okay. Uh, Grimace is fine. Grimace, uh, yo, look. Uh, Mr. Blobby ooh. is like, Mr. Blobby looks like Grimace is like. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you got against the food? Well, got... I'm just saying, like, fried butter. What do you got against fried butter? We do I... have bad Mars bars, Beth. Uh, listen, no, yeah, down in where you live, I guess. Actually, I think it's a Scottish. Yeah, also, also, Bear, you can't then sit here. Then it's not an English thing. Bear, you can't sit here and judge American cuisine. I can. Okay, no, you can't. Because I very much can. no, you can't. Because and I wasn't gonna. I, I was gonna save this for like the last part. How? What? What size candy do do you tend to buy in bulk? What? How much? How much candy? Not a lot. I'm. Uh, you're asking the wrong person here. <laughs> I'm diabetic. <laughs> but huh? Feel interesting there. Interesting. Because last I remember, you bought. Whoa, 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 whoa. Multiple. Multiple M and M's that were three to five pounds because you, you wanted M and M's. No, no, no. I didn't necessarily want the M and M's. I, I, I was very curious. I, I never finished them. Um, I, I, I ordered them because I was like, "How much is a kilogram of M and M's? Like, how much does one weigh? How much warrants a kilogram?" So I bought it purely for educational purposes to teach myself how much a, a kilogram of M and M's goes. Educational All right. purposes. Yeah. Mm. yeah, 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 yeah. And for for those Americans at home listening, that's two point two pounds. Mm. Yeah, and then I remembered I one time bought a five pound bag of Sour Patch Kids. So I'm not one to talk. However, those are great Sour Patch Kids. They're not even that sour, to be honest. Uh, I mean, if you eat a bunch of them at one time, maybe with like a mm. with like a cut in your mouth. Can yeah. we all just agree your chocolate shit though? Whoa! Excuse me. Oh, Hershey's is pretty, pretty, pretty dull. Yeah. Okay. Tootsie rolls what? taste like an actual shit. What's wrong with you? Who do, who hurt you? You've clearly never had like actual chocolate before. Who me? Yeah. Oh no, I have. But it's not like American chocolate. You tell me you've eaten cocoa cacao beans straight from the stem. Cow bean? Yes, I've had cow beans straight. From no cacao. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I thought this was an official What? Chef podcast. No. I thought are you telling me I'm not on fork side of the ring right now? No. Oh, you thought fork side of the ring. No no. Oh. No. No. Dork side. Dork with a D. Oh, you know what? D and F are next to each other on the keyboard. I said the I said the wrong thing. No wonder why you were confused about what we were what we were doing. Yeah, I thought we were talking about food. Shucks. Um God. It's not like you're in a Gordon Ramsay cosplay. <laughs> As always. Oh, Wrinkles and all. just your normal clothes. Uh, yeah. My Gordon Ramsay cosplay consists of me in my boxers and a t-shirt. Why boxers and a t-shirt? Because it's very hot outside. Oh. And I didn't want to be, you know, scantily clad oh. in case something happened in a cool... You never know what happens. But yeah, I'm, yeah, gonna... I'm, I'm, I'm going to back them up here. I'm not wearing trousers. <laughs> no, no, I understand. Thank Look, you. No, understand. Yeah, trousers, pants. We're, we're, this is a this is a uh, be comfortable uh, as you record podcasts. That's why we don't we don't have a video right now because um, half the time I'm doing this without a shirt uh, and sitting in front of my. I respect fan that. Going, oh, 
But yeah, uh, it's 30 fine. degrees. I'm not putting on trousers. It's 30 degrees. Uh, Celsius for those at home. It's Go 25 on. Celsius over here. I gotta, I gotta close out. I gotta minimize these, uh, these Discord calls while, uh, while Mr. Blobby is on my screen. I'm <laughs> terrified. All right, well, so Mr. All right, so okay, Mr. Blobby. Let's talk a little bit about Mr. Blobby in the scope of wrestling. Oh no. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. You said he'd be a villain, right? He's got to be. One hundred percent. He has to be. Wait, but you said He's the children. That. He wasn't a villain. In, he he wasn't, villain. but in our canonical universe. <laughs> Or, or would he be a hero that everyone thinks is a villain? Oh my god, make him a grey character. Just a character you absolutely do not know what size they're on. Oh my god. I love that. It'd be like Roman Reigns where the anybody over the age of thir- or 12 is booing him and Mr. Blobby's getting... All you hear is, yay! From kids, <laughs> for Mr. Blobby. Yeah, that's literally Woo! how it worked in England. Genuinely, like I said, someone's dad punched him at a child's birthday party just because one, I think he was scaring somebody or scaring the kid, and two, because it's Mr. Blobby and everybody wants to punch Mr. Blobby. Adults hated him. So Mr. Blobby is like the Caillou of Britain, where like children love Caillou for some reason, but like adults are like, shut this annoying kid up. Yeah. Okay. What's what's a Caillou? Oh. I use the little bold kid with a yellow shirt, and yeah. the song it's... goes Caillou, something like that. I don't know. Oh, so it's not the one dubbed over by Stephen Fry. Yeah, not Kaiju. No, no, okay. Two different things. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I think it's like Papayo or something. It's it's. Peppa Pig. Oh. Peppa Pig. No. <laughs> no. Papaya. Peppa Pig. That's no. a fruit. Yeah, papaya is a fruit. Percy Pig. Percy Pig. For those for those British people out there, you know what I'm talking about. Is that the dad? No, that's the M&S, Marks and Sparks. Percy Pig's calling the caterpillar. Come on now. Oh, the one they got sued for. I or don't they know. Sued somebody else for. Probably. I'm not gonna Google it. Either way, yeah. Um, I do not know what Kaio is, but probably. Okay. Well, it's just like it, same reaction. Is like kids love Caillou for whatever reason, right? And then, like, parents are just like, all this little shit does is complain. Like, all it, all this kid does, this kid learn how to speak, and mm-hmm. all they do is complain about shit. Like, li- like buns. Like, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? What was that? <laughs> Go ahead, Bear. Repeat yourself. What? Well, I don't need to repeat myself. Okay. You heard me. I was gonna say, wants your dreams. Oh boy, I listen. That's I don't rude. have dreams. We've That's been rude. over this. What's more terrifying, though? Do you, Blob, Mister Blobby, or the the fact that there's a haunted ice cream van around? There's like a For syndicate. Actually... The syndicate, the syndicate of ice, ice cream, cream machines. Haunted, haunted ice cream machines. See, at this point, I think I'm mildly protected from them because I made Mister Joy. Um, <laughs> however. I'm also protected because I only roll 20s, so... That That's doesn't... a reference you'll have to watch the inner world. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, Mr. Blobby is quite possibly the end boss of England, so probably Mr. Blobby. Huh. So what's it, what, what leads up to Mr. Blobby? Like... Like, just before Mr. Blobby? Yeah, like, who, like who's, who's uh, Mr. Blobby's, like, henchman? You have to fight 
Noel Edmonds, absolutely. Um, the guy from Deal or No Deal uh, used to be. Ah, uh, yeah. Started. It would be genuinely. It's funny. No, no and I feel. I feel like to be his right hand man. But one hundred percent, Noel Edmonds is Mr. Blobby's right hand man. I know. I feel like Dick and Dom would be in there somewhere. Oh yeah, Dick and Dom with their weird like antics. Oh my god, we're just making like the villain version of like childhood beloved British classics, and I'm kind of all for it. It's all about bogeys. I'm just sitting here. We need wrestling. We need a yeah. wrestling. all just beloved children's classics <laughs> fighting each other. I was about to say, I'm like, I'm just sitting here writing down ideas of like, all right, Mr. Blobby versus Mr. Bean. Uh, you know. Ah, uh, yes. Like, Mr. Just Bean's the... definitely, definitely a good guy. Baby face. 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Mr. Bean would be beloved by all. Like, absolutely. Teddy comes in. <laughs> I can't. Teddy turns out to be a seven foot god. If you want to make somebody a heel, is you have them steal Teddy and then like rip Teddy's head off. That is how you instantly make somebody a heel if Mr. Bean is the babyface. Mm. Everybody would hate them for that. Well, yeah. yeah. All right, so don't do that. We're not going to book that. I don't want to book that. You know, I'm just sitting here like, like you guys are like taught like, so there's, there's, um, British wrestling has, has like really peaked in the last like, not peaked, but like grown, um, and probably you could argue peak, um, but I wouldn't in like the last like four or five <laughs> years um, with, you know, wrestlers like Pete Dunn and, and Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. And, and like, but like, it's just, it's a very like, and like WWE has a, a sub brand of their own development brand NXT UK. And they have very uh, United Kingdom-esque uh, characters and looking uh, folk, um, you know. Is Regal by any chance a part of that? No, Regal is a part of, and he's the general manager for NXT. But his son wrestles for uh, NXT UK. Uh, Johnny Saint was like the on-screen uh, general manager. Um, hmm. I think there's a couple. I, I, I would argue. Obviously, I don't know as much about it, but um. Regal was probably the biggest English name, mm. I would say, of WWE. Uh, he's a pretty big legend. Yeah, so I would say, like, I would say R William Regal um, is probably, like, legend-wise, like, pretty big. I know, like, just straight from England, like, yeah, him. But, like, from the United Kingdom, the whole kingdom, um, mm. I think you could make an argument that like Drew McIntyre from Scotland is getting his way up there, because um, mm. he was the first uh, uh, first world champion from the United Kingdom, um, and he he there won is technically also, uh, but I don't actually know if he's actually Irish or he was just a stereotype, and that's Hornswoggle. Oh, you know Hornswoggle. <laughs> <laughs> no, Hornswoggle's an American from Minnesota. Yeah, he, he's uh, he's okay. I was gonna say. Yeah, he was he was just a uh, short person who played a leprechaun. But Fit Finley's from uh, from Ireland. Um, there's a lot of Ireland. Becky Lynch is from Ireland. Um, you got Seamus. You got Finn Balor. That was the one I was trying to remember the name of. Mm. I knew that there was one that was from um, the UK that was quite a big one and Seamus yeah. uh, was quite big for a while right yeah Wade Barrett um they, like those so wait Wade Barrett's UK yeah which Wade Barrett again uh he's um bad news Barrett. he was King Barrett 
Uh, right now, he's a announcer for NXT, leader of the Nexus. Um, he was uh, so so as it goes. Uh, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, and Wade Barrett—the three of them—basically rekindled wrestling. So in in Britain, um, you guys may know since you're there, um, but some may not know. Britain, British had the wild wide world of sport. And that's where a lot of wrestling, a lot of wrestlers, people watch Johnny Saint, William Regal, um, Fit Finley. But the big people were like Big Daddy, Haystacks, Calhoun. Like, you know, people love Big Daddy. He was just a 650, 700-pound guy that just could, you know, people loved in Britain. Um, But, like, it just kind of died out because wrestling goes in waves where, like, people are really liking it and some people aren't liking it. Um, but they kind of came up around the early 2000s, and people were like, yeah, these guys are fun to watch. They just beat the fuck out of each other. <laughs> um, and they kind of rekindled wrestling there, but it just, you know, there's, there wasn't enough to support it. I think, like, there was um, – uh, what is it? What's his name? Um, there was a guy who would promote, and he would always go to, like, Edinburgh um, – uh, he'd have tours, and I forget the fu- his fucking name. Um, ASW was All Star Wrestling, I think, was the the company. Um, mm. But people would do just like basically thirty day stays with the company. Uh, they'd wrestle during Edinburgh's like festival. Um, I forget the name of it off the top of my head. Uh, but they would go there and like it was kind of rekindling there. People they they'd bring people in and eventually people from actual United Kingdom started getting back into wrestling and you had this like relaunching of British talent to where people were like, Wow, these guys are actually fun to watch and they're good and you know, they could go over to WWE and the people were like, Well, why keep trying to go to WWE or go to America? Why not make Britain the thing? Um so a thing i didn't even know that nxt uk was a thing mm-hmm. yeah they're on uh so wwe is on peacock in america and every thursday at three o'clock which is eight o'clock british standard time they have mm-hmm. nxt uk um which is a lot of fun to watch and uh right now i think they work out of the bt studios because i think bt sports is, is like a partner with wwe so they work out of their studio during the during the uh you know, pandemic. Um, and there's like a lot of, and, it, and they do not just, it's not just um, British talent uh, or, or United K- talent from the United Kingdom. Like there's Germans, there's Polish, there's you just very strong. Cause it's like, well, it's easy to get these people into Britain from Europe doing, they can't come to America uh-huh. with a visa because at the time Britain was a part of the European union at the time (laughs) and that's a (laughs) and now let's talk about now for brexit everybody no we're not gonna talk about that um don't need to the hit wrestler (laughs) the wrestler named brexit like a that actually does sound like a heel name (laughs) brexit brexit that's a hell. We, have to, we only have to get a heel counter for this one yeah how many times everyone said heel I mean, we can say baby face, baby face. Do you know what heel is, Beth? He's Googling it. No, no, you don't. Uh, (laughs) 
the back part of the human foot nope. below mm-hmm. the ankle. No. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, so, uh, try again. There's a say. There's a try. An inconsiderate or untrustworthy person. Mm, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in like theater and production, there's the heel is your is kind of like you know um, interchangeable with antagonist. The person who is the bad guy is, or the villain in the story is the heel. Now, in wrestling, that carried over, but there's not there's not really a theater esque one other than protagonist or hero. But not everybody is a hero. Uh, but at the time, wrestling, if you were mm-hmm. a good guy, you had a baby face. Because you didn't have you shaved, you're clean shaven, you're the you look exactly like the, the kind of the kind of guy men want to be proud of and women want to be with, right? So you had a baby face. You, yeah. You're you know you're a tough guy, baby face. You don't you don't do anything that you're not supposed right, to do. Right. So it sw- simply became baby face, or just working baby, or working face. Um, Unless you're, oh God, what was his name? Um, known as the goat guy. Oh, Daniel Bryan. Industry Daniel Bryan, which you are not shaving that beard for shit. Oh, no, no, no. Like, and that's the thing is, like, as wrestling evolves, like, so wrestling in America used to just be a carnival sideshow. But it was very much, um, it was very much carny. So people would talk, like, pig Latin to be like, hey, like, because that's what carnies did. That's how carnies would talk. Apparently, that's how carnies would converse with each other so that mm-hmm. people wouldn't know what they're saying so you're just talking pig latin so instead of saying fake you say kayfabe which became how you refer to wrestling as it's presented so wrestling is kayfabe yeah. is that guy's a bad guy that guy's a good guy that guy doesn't like that guy but behind the scenes like they're all friends you know they go get a drink the way that i can explain it to you bear is wrestling is a soap opera Mm-hmm. Except the lines are blurred between reality and fiction. Oh, I can't wait till Danny Dyer gets in the ring. <laughs> Genuinely, I can only imagine that NXT UK is basically just EastEnders, but wrestling. Um, Charlie Oak's about to get wild. So there is, <laughs> I'm, I I don't know the reference, but there is a group called the Subculture, and they are very much like. British, like they're youth, like British youth. Um, uh, not chavs, they're not chavs, but Aww, I want my mates, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there I'm are some, late. there are chavs, there are chavs for sure, but there's also just like, uh, like interesting, just like, uh, people and just like the, the face of the brand is this guy named Tyler Bate who's 23 years old and he's been wrestling for NXT UK for four years, like. What's his gimmick? He has a mustache. <laughs> oh my god! Him and the other guy. Well, no, it's also he's just so wrestling has gone through this transformation in the last, um, I want to say seven years. So twenty fourteen is the last is when the start transformation really started. So Daniel Bryan, really, you could probably go back to about twenty twelve, but twenty twelve was more novelty. Now it's kind of almost a standard of being less just entertainment you have to be entertaining but you also have to wrestle whereas Mm -hmm. in like the 90s the peak of wwe 
and WCW is just characters. Hollywood Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, The Rock, Stone Cold. But then you also had the guys who worked below them on the card. You had Val Venus, who's a porn star. You know, you have you have Godfather. You've got Undertaker. You've got, you know, like all these people who are characters and they're over the top. Gold Dust is over the top and, and wild. And very few guys were allowed to just be regular guys. Like, you can have your Eddie Guerrero's, you can have your Chris Benoit's, Dean Malenko's, Perry Saturn's, who are just really good wrestlers. I would rather not have my Chris Benoit. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Uh, but you had these guys who were just wrestlers, right? Even William Regal, who was an incredible wrestler, became a caricature of a posh British guy, even though he's from Blackpool, England, which, which, from, is, yeah. which is not posh at all to my understanding. Uh, yes. <laughs> but like hey you gotta be Amer- you're, hey what do Americans know British people as uptight posh bastards so that's what he became he became snooty he stuck very his, accurate by the way very he, <laughs> he stuck his chest out nose up you know he was better than everybody Um, but you know he still got to be a really good wrestler he just had to have a character with it Um, whereas nowadays wrestling on a whole you can get by with not having an over-the-top character um but you have to you absolutely makes it less fun though i I agree something about that no i agree like i like when there's a reason other than you being when you be yeah (laughs) like um i'll I'll, we'll go back to like role play right this is everybody's a criminal well if everybody's a criminal Mm -hmm. then nobody's a criminal because if if -hmm. you're so and like that's kind of the issue that it used to be, which everybody was a character, so nobody's a character, and you got to have that blend. So on like NXT UK, like the face of the 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 face of the champion right now is a six eight Austrian man named Walter, who is just a monster. Like his gimmick is that he is pure wrestling. He doesn't cheat to win. He is a bad, but he's a bad guy because he looks at everybody else as disrespecting his ring. And he's. I, God, I think I need to start watching NXT UK. It's it. Look, if you if you if that's what you take from this, it's a lot of fun. I I don't think he'll. I also don't think he'll ever get to WWE proper. He might go to like NXT, but uh, as far as he goes, like he's great. And right now, his challenger is a loose cannon Russian guy who they had a match in an empty empty like warehouse studio and they beat the fuck out of each other in front of like 17 people like <laughs> thinking between like the production crew and the other wrestlers that were there for the taping <laughs> and that might be on the low end but like they beat the fuck out of each other for like half an hour uh and it was a great match but like uh they are just like that those are but you still have Tyler Bate who is this young handsome incredibly he's strong he's a big strong boy even though he's like maybe like five eleven six foot uh his tag team partner is trent seven and they called by mustache mountain um that's good right like and then you have like like the whip the women wrestlers are just as good and that's the other part that has been great about wrestling has just been this uh-huh. evolution from what we saw today which was over the top cartoony nonsense at the very least, 
some problematic, you know, depictions of a culture that nobody involved really understood, uh, on the worst hand, to these incredible athletes who are also defined characters. So now it's like, okay, you can't be the ultimate warrior. You know, you have to be able to work. Like the closest to, to the ultimate warrior in the last couple of years has been the wrestler Braun Strowman, who is 6'10", 420 pounds. He's a former power lifter. And he just yells that people are going to get these hands and that he's not finished with people. Get these hands. But he's just a big dude, and he, he runs through people, and people love it. It's the same idea as this guy is just a big bastard doing beating people up. But he could outwork the ultimate warrior on Warrior's best day because Warrior literally would get out of breath running down to the ring. Mm. And this guy can wrestle for 20, 25 minutes. So it's it's a very interesting like look at like the 90s to like wrestling and it's interesting like having your guys's perspective i know i'm ranting about it but like it's interesting to have your guys's perspective on that of like huh okay that sounds interesting and this is your punishment you listen to me rant for fucking mr blobby who's i'm, <laughs> I'm looking at still it was a little balloon dick <laughs> the balloon dick keeps staring at me it, as well i don't like, oh, why man. does he have bottom why does he only have a bottom row of teeth bear what did you do what did I do? What? This don't, is your don't. fault. Oh, my, my, my fault. No. Yes. Uh, if it's my No, you can either blame me or the entirety of England. Blame the entirety of England. It is on That's the right choice. I mean, yeah, but I get tired of blaming England for everything. Oh, so you got to blame me? You, look, you deserved. Yeah. You're the youngest Am I Brit? You're I, a child. I, You're I, the closest one to liking this thing. Child? You were a child. You're the closest thing. You were a child. I was, but when I was a child... You weren't even born. If we go back 10 years, yeah. everyone here was a child. Uh, uh, I was 19. I'm an adult. That's a child. I, I'm an adult. That is a teenager. Mm -mm. Therefore, a child. Uh, it has, not in the eyes it of the law, sir. It has in it. Uh, in the, the eyes of the law of America, it's still a child. 16 is... Uh, yeah, I was going to say... Can, in you, can, you, can you drinky winky alcohol eat in America <laughs> when you're 19? No, you can't. Not legally. So, therefore, you're a child. That's, not legally. Yeah. That's valid. <laughs> I could absolutely, I absolutely did. Uh, sorry, FBI. I, well, oh, oh. I mean, I didn't. I did. Int. You didn't. I did. Int. You didn't. Did int. If you did, I would have to arrest you. You're not a cop. Also, you're not an American cop. That's good. That's saying role play because you're cops, British. Yeah. <laughs> but he's in America. He's in America. Yeah. No. True. Uh, <laughs> So I want to go back to uh, a little bit more about Papa Shango and Ultimate Warrior uh, because I did make like a couple notes about this. So we talked about the terribleness of the puke uh, scene and the, and that entire segment, yeah, yeah. right? My favorite. And we talked a little bit. We talked a little bit about the jacket, right? But we didn't talk about like actually how smart that is. Like as dumb as it is, there's no other way you get that that payoff of the goo dripping down his head, right? And, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> he's just, he's, it happens, and he just starts screaming, warriors. Ah, that's all he says. Like, that's his, that's, I, I don't understand what, I don't know what he meant, he thought people were going to help him with. Like, 
was getting into it. I would have it. hammed that up. I would have been like, oh, God. Like, you know, like the whole, mm -hmm. just like, just silent freak out of what the hell is happening. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, <gasps> nobody cared. Like, or, or, like I shouldn't even say, like, Mean Gene Oakland is just still looking. He's holding the microphone up, like, his normal job. He's like, yeah, that's weird. But, hey, man, we still got a, you still got an interview here. Come on. Come on. Say something, big fella. That's <laughs> slightly funny, though. The concept of just Gene just like, listen, I don't get paid enough for this shit, but I am being paid, so just interview. You freak <laughs> out. You... <laughs> I see this shit all the time. Fine. Yeah, like, fine. I guess I get... Oh, you're leaving? Okay, I guess. All right, well... Back to you guys. Like it's just like, like the tired, the tired news anchor of just like, I'm tired of this shit. I'm gonna retire. Like, and he's and the whole time he's talking about how he's conquered the weakness, and that's one of Warrior's better or more con uh, comprehensible promos. I was telling you guys a little bit earlier how his promos never made any sense. Um, he would mm. often talk about like an ultimate power and being a part in the in the stars and I said he would snarl a lot. That's like the only one he's never snarled in. And I think it's cuz he just was uncomfortable. Like you could tell he wasn't uh, there was something off about him fit like I don't think he was really into it as a as a performer. He was like I don't really want to do this bit. That's what I mean by I thought that he was doing the whole, you know, like I'm a little bit nervous about the match because, you know, the guy that I'm going against literally has magical powers. Mm -hmm. But as said, looking at him and the stuff he's done, I'm not, I, I think that's giving him too much credit. That was <laughs> yeah, he's not that good of an good, actor. Good acting move, but absolutely not on purpose. When you accidentally do a good thing, you're like, oh, wow, that really paid off. <laughs> yeah, I meant to do that. Yeah. Hey, man, were you, were you, did you try to be unsure? No, I just didn't give a fuck about the segment. Oh, well, hopefully nobody figures that out. Like, it's just, like, it, you know, I it was one of those things of, like, as, and, and, like, older wrestlers shit on this kind of shit. They're like, that's terrible. Like, <laughs> that's a disgrace to the, to the sport. And it's like, man, wrestling is a disgrace at this point. Like, <laughs> like you've got okay. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, a man who... Uh, as punishment for leaving the company, basically has to wear a karate gi and become a kung fu fighter. You have Tito Santana who comes out as a matador. Um, you have, you know, Papa Shango, Black Man. Oh, Black Man, let's put a a, a voodoo hoodoo esque, uh, you know, skull face and you know hmm. make him a witch doctor. God, and properly act ham it up as well. Like, mm -hmm. That was the shaking. Yeah. yeah. Look, that that's all that that's him doing the best he like. Like I always, it's very hard to fault. Like that's not like we were talking about like uh, streamers, right? Like and like trying to figure out where the streamer character ends and the human begins and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And at least with them, like they have a hundred percent autonomy over what they do. Like he's being told, like, hey. You're a witch doctor. You say that. Yeah, but that that's the thing. You say that, but I've I've heard like oh, so one of the things back when we followed like Ricardo Rodriguez and mm -hmm. stuff was um I remember at one point he well, I think twice actually he put up tweets that got very quickly deleted, which were basically they fucked us over again. Oh yeah, you know because WWE tell them to do shit and like to do certain character choices and stuff, and it's just like no. 
absolutely yes. not. It just screws them Favorite. over. So it sounds like they kind of have the illusion of being able to do what they want, but also don't. So this, there's also, that was in, like, the late 2000s, early 10s. 20 years earlier, there's a little bit more autonomy over your how you perform uh, with wrestling because, A, uh, Vince hasn't, been, hasn't become the micromanaging Vince that he is now. Um, mm. Wrestling is – like, the show is still only being written by two or three guys because you don't mm-hmm. have a weekly live show to write, let alone two. Uh, so the micromanaging isn't necessary – needed to be there. It's just – Vince going to a guy like Charles Wright going, all right, I want you to be a witch doctor. Like, there's a story about, and I've told him, I, it was actually this past week's uh, uh, Dorkside that aired, that was uploaded, um, talked about Dustin Rhodes going to WWE. He got fired from WCW. He went to WWE, and they said, we've got a character for you. It's called Gold Dust, and he's androgynous. And then he goes, he, he tells Vince, he goes, the fuck does that? This is 1995. Like the idea of being androgynous uh. is not prevalent in anywhere, let alone Texas, where Dustin Rhodes is from. Uh-huh. So Vince, uh, yeah. prevalent there. So so you're right. So Vince, Vince, like you're androgynous, pal. Vince, what the fuck is that word? Like, what does that mean? So he had to go to a, he he gets told this, and then he goes to a library, grabs a dictionary to look up what androgynous means, and then. He shows up for his first day on the job, and he's like, all right, this and that. And they're like, all right, we want to paint you in gold. Like, we want to put paint you in gold so your face is gold. You're going to wear, a, like, a, a platinum wig. And he goes, okay. But other than – The non-binary lifestyle. <laughs> so uh, – Paint yourself in gold and be gay. <laughs> Got chest of that. <laughs> so he's, you know, being androgynous as in his interpretation of it. And they're fine with it. Like W's like, this is great, good job. You're doing, you're doing. We wanted you to be androgynous, and then naturally, it, people started coming at hard down hard onto WWE because they were per, having him be a villain, and his portrayal of being androgynous is uh, start kissing guys and being a bad guy, and like in hindsight. Like, it is one of these things where, like, wow, he's a villain, but also uh, the kissing thing you could just drop from and he'd be the exact same yeah. guy. Like, it's too much for the actual thing. Uh, and then there there was this big uh, – he, he had a match at WrestleMania where in the at the end of the match he got stripped out of his jumpsuit and he was wearing women's lingerie. So that was weird. In the sense, and that's not even the weirdest thing from that match because it's like, why? Why do you need to do that, right? It's weird from the sense of what? Why was that needed for the match? That was too much. Everything mm-hmm. else about it is just fine, and that's what a lot of like wrestling's issues with that is. Is you, at, you this part would have probably been acceptable, but we'll never know because you went way too far with the idea. Yeah, you know. So like Charles Wright taking things and, and doing things and making the character that taking what he did on the independence, taking what Vince said to him and taking what he, you know, went and researched about the culture and his limited understanding of it. Cause he didn't spend like years studying it. He spent like maybe four weeks he, a month, you know, he'd research it though. Yeah. Give them credit for that. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Not a lot of, yeah. 
And like he even said, he goes, "I just wanted to be respectful because that's not that's not, you know." He's mm-hmm. like, "I'm a I'm a I, I'm a I'm a biker." Yeah. Like I, he's like, "I know biking." Like he goes, "The Soul Taker was just like an idea of like you know that was my biker name. They called me the Soul Taker because, uh, you know, as a black man in a in a predominantly white biker gang that hung out with other pre- uh, like exclusively white biker gangs, I had to hold my own, and he did. So, you know." It's- it's not uncommon in a lot of things, even recently, like, you know, uh. a fun one to us is, um, so Split, mm. really quick, um, yep. you know, the one that, the movie that did the incredibly bad dissociative identity disorder um, representation, yep. it made everybody seem like they were evil people, there aren't, um, blah, 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 all of that. And um, James McAvoy, the guy who played him, actually did research to be respectful. Mm-hmm. He went into it. He, you know, the whole thing was like, hey, here's the stigmas. Alters aren't evil. Like, it's not that rare, blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah, despite all of that, the director still got his way. Correct. The director got to pull off this really offensive stereotype. Mm-hmm. It's really damaging stereotype, too. And... The issue is, is that they make it performative. They, they're making things that are serious topics that shouldn't be performative into something that is performative. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how much research the actor does. If they're not the director, they yep. might not get their way. Oh, absolutely. And you've got to yep. still give them the credit for doing it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, Tom, Tom Holland's about to thing. do the same thing, right? Um, or is it a I different actor? That one. Uh, Tom Holland's the one for the recent stuff, but even if he does his research, he's... Yeah, it comes... The the characters that they're portraying are fundamentally wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, By... Those characters cannot really exist without being somewhat offensive, because the plot of what they're doing with them is the problem. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like, you know, just talking about, like, Papa Shango, like, he's a witch doctor, but he's he is just a continuation of what is, you know, perceived of what voodoo is. Voodoo is this vindictive, yeah. you know, uh, you know, m- magic that isn't like any other magic. AKA, it's not like white magic. <laughs> white people are. It's like because that's how it's always been portrayed. It has never been portrayed mm-hmm. as like white people magic are witches and warlocks and Harry Potter and you know voodoo is non-whites. Mm. <laughs> and even if he had gone into that and tried to do a accurate portrayal of you know making it a good thing etc yeah. making it you know all about spiritualism and such likely the chances are the people at top would have gone no that's not yeah. going to sell yeah and it wouldn't have happened mm-hmm. and that's and that's just a pro like and WWE has gotten significantly better but the bar was yeah. in he- the bar was in hell. Like this past weekend, they had the first they've had their first ever ma- world championship match featuring two black men. Like it, it's it is a f- like incredible, and they're just they just they're just themselves. One guy is an incredibly buff mountain of a man. The other guy is a man who is a nerd and enjoys nerdy things. Like he came out wearing Skeletor inspired gear. Oh, is that Xavier Woods? That was it. Was Kofi Kingston on uh, on uh, Sunday? But Xavier Woods, you know, same like same, like he's allowed to be himself, and it's good, right? Twenty. This is almost thirty years ago, where the only black guy, the only two black guys on the roster at this time are Papa Shango, a witch doctor, and Kamala, who is a Ugandan savage. 
They call him the mm-hmm. Ugandan giant, giant, which we call what? What is it? Was it Ubaba? Ubaba Kamala? What you call him? Ubaba? Ubaba? Ubaba Grum? Ubaba? Don't no 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 no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the the just the idea of you know like how things have been handled in wrestling is not good. Um, and Papa Shango is one of the ones that like it's not handled well. And yet it's still one of the better uh, ways that they've handled um, an idea from a culture they don't understand, uh, which is very sad to say. Um, the last <laughs> the last thing I wanted to talk about, and we'll make it quick. So we were talking a little bit about how Warrior like blended himself into his own character after – so this is before he legally – his name was Jim Helwig. After this – he goes on to be like very on the opposite side of WWE in terms of like antagonistic to them. He sues them a couple times. He disparages them. To, you know, he's like, yeah. Uh, he he testifies that Vince McMahon told him to take steroids. I think, or he was involved in the steroid trial. Character or this is the guy. This is Ultimate Warrior. Okay. Uh, he. It just completely gets lost in the sauce and becomes like, I am the warrior. So he changes his name to warrior. He tries to start a comic book based on the ultimate warrior. This is why he changed his name to warrior. So that he can just say it's based on, it's a, a characterization of his life. Uh, he wanted to, he was going to start a, a college university, warrior university. He was, he's going to teach people the warrior way. And, Huh. He just becomes unhinged, really, and just, you know, continues to spout, you know, racist and homophobic remarks, gets lost in, in religion and faith, and just becomes, like, to the point where WWE put out an entire documentary called The Self-Destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. Huh. Like, wow. and it, and he sues them. He tried to sue them for character assassination, basically, slander and libel and whatnot. And they're like, okay. Sure, prove buddy. It. Like, okay, you realize by suing us, you have to prove that none of this is true. And he just couldn't. He just – because he's like, like nothing, that we, nothing that's being said is you prove that it's untrue. Show us that you didn't do these things. Show us that you didn't walk out on the WWE because you didn't want to lose. Show us that you aren't racist. <laughs> Show us that this, these things about you are not the case. So I say that because I kind of want to talk about like the blending of artist and art as both a consumer and as an artist. Like mm-hmm. Because I think it's interesting – for our perspective on things is we look at streaming and it's an art form. It's entertainment. Yeah. But there's that weird parasocial relationship that's kind of similar to wrestling where wrestler people don't see wrestlers as, you know, nobody sees Roman Reigns as Joe, uh, Awani, They see Roman Reigns. They don't see Seth Rollins. They, you know, they see Seth Rollins, not Colby Lopez. They don't see, they don't they they see Becky Lynch. They don't see Rebecca, you know, you know. They they see what they see yeah. on TV. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I don't know. We're just kind of they build the character in the head. Yeah, 
and it's just not good. But he took it a whole nother level. Like imagine, imagine, yeah, yeah. like a doctor disrespect just takes it a whole nother level and literally changes his name to disrespect and goes to college to get a doctorate. <laughs> That's basically what it is. You it's, open a bakery, call it uh, it's, Little Muffins. I changed my name to Archibald Muffer, called myself Little Archibald Muffins. Archibald Muffin. Yeah. yeah. Like. Get dreadlocks. <laughs> get green, dye them green afterwards. <laughs> green dreadlocks, start, yeah. Start, oh, start snorting toenails. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think that's too far. You're right. <laughs> that's how they make the... That's the part where it's too far. That's the... the... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's not even far. That's, that's where it's, it's just, just you know... like... But it makes it so hard for, for like people now to like, like it's hard to like watch. Like we talk, we talk about Chris Benoit. I have trouble watching a Chris Benoit match because he went and killed his wife and his son, and then himself. Um, and I have trouble watching his matches because I'm like, oh yeah, this is the guy who did that. But like, not as much. Like I don't, I don't have as much trouble to watch like a Hulk Hogan related match. Or something Hulk Hogan related, even though Hulk Hogan is like a blatant racist. It's very weird. Because I'm like, well, that Hulk Hogan and that Hulk Hogan, they're not the same guy because he doesn't view them themselves as the same guy. Uh, Whereas, like, he even said, like, he, when he testified that he, like, he's like, yeah, that was Hulk Hogan. In the art versus the artist, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's, it's. Yeah, there's a lot of that. The bad thing. There's a big one that's just started up now, Blizzard. Mm -hmm. Blizzard have recently, um, I think as of today, uh, the state, I think it's California, yeah. are suing them after a two-year investigation into sexual harassment. And somebody, um, yeah, somebody's killed themselves over it, like mm -hmm. for sexual harassment and such. And now it's this case, really, of you don't want to support that. It doesn't matter how much you love it, like... Is it okay to support Blizzard at that point? It's like, not really. Yeah. No, yeah. I would say. Some people argue that it is. It's, are you comfortable, I think, as well, being a part of that? Mm -hmm. And I think that happens when a lot of people do really shitty things. Is, I really like this thing, but Christ. Wait, I know, a real big one on that one is uh, Harry Potter, right? Yo, yeah. Like, Hi, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> but Harry Potter is so ingrained in everyone's childhood. It's a very, it's a very dicey one. That one. Mm -hmm. That's that one's a constant argument too. Yeah, is the am I allowed to do this? And it's like, ah. yeah. Personally, the way I see it is, if you're not giving them any money, go for it. Just mm. make sure you're not supporting them. Um, but even then, there's still the conscious decision of, am I comfortable? Mm -hmm. Like mentally consuming this. Yeah, like I I'm like that with wrestling, like the sport of wrestling, not just like a company. Like a lot of people, are like oh, like this. I'm like I have a, like the 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 sport of wrestling. Like yes, Vince McMahon is probably going is definitely going to hell. Absolutely. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, the man had is like was in was. His company was involved in the death of another of one of his workers, and he continued the show. He just kind of swept the body aside and, like, not literally, but, like, just was like, yeah, no, you definitely saw a man fall to his death. But we're going to continue on with the rest of the show. Um, Is that Che Guerrero? No, no, that was um, – that's uh, uh, Owen Hart. Owen Hart. Eddie, Eddie Guerrero died the, the – Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero died the day of an event. 
or yeah, or and they or a week before the event, and they kind of like put stuff. But then like the same idea, Chris Benoit died, and they had they didn't go with it on with a show, and they spent the show memorializing him, which makes it very awkward because only one person knew what was going on, and knew that they was probably shouldn't have done that, and that was William Regal who is like Chris Benoit's neighbor who was f- mm-hmm. well aware of their issues and he did not once say that he was going to miss Chris or talk about Chris he just talked about Nancy his wife and his and his son which is the correct thing to do when somebody does what he did it's correct like, but they didn't know about that. that they didn't know about that until the, the day after the show so he dies so he does what he does on a saturday they know he doesn't show up to a show. There's a pay-per-view that Sunday. He doesn't show up to it. They they, they have like a um, – they, they call an audible. They have a different person fill in for him. And it comes out after – like during the show that – or, or it comes out the Monday after the show, the next day, that Chris Benoit, his, da- his, his wife, and his kid, his son, were found dead in their home. That's all the police released. So WWE uh-huh. goes, oh God, this is a tragedy, uh, you know. Like we've got, we have to honor our guy, Vince McMahon. The week before, blue was blown up in a limousine, which is a future episode of the Dork Side. Gets into a limousine and it blows up, and fools, yes, fools. Future president of the United States, Donald Trump, legitimately called the McMahons to see if Vince had actually died. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, he had to come back. So a week, a week later, he appears on TV after being kayfabe dead. Uh, and was like, you know, some things are bigger than, than stories and like blah, 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 blah. And I was talking about like Chris Benoit and they spent it two hours, uh, eulogizing him and mem- you know, in memory of and stuff like that. They, they, they canceled mm-hmm. the show and whatnot. And, uh, the next morning, you know, Atlanta police are like, yeah. So we found uh, he killed two. He killed them both, and then killed himself. And they're like, "Well, fuck." Like I don't, I yeah. don't, I don't think. I think that's the only raw that is not available on the WWE Network or Peacock. Like you can't find that raw. <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, we're never putting. We're not. We're never. That one's not seeing the light of day ever again." But there's obviously people who recorded and whatnot. I think there's certain footage you've got to. I mean, like, they did cut the cameras on, um, uh, fuck, sorry, you literally just said it. Owen Hart? Owen Hart as well, didn't they, when he fell? And I think that footage is no longer available. So that show's available, um, but there was never live on pay-per-view. So what happened was, so they were setting him up to do his entrance, and he fell. So the lights are down, but they're not dark. It's not dark, dark. Uh, And... Owen falls and he tells, and all this is from like the uh, the Owen Hart episode of the Dark Side of the Ring. Owen falls and they tell him like, "Hey, he's falling," and he tells the referee underneath him to move to get out of the way because he would have definitely he would have fallen on this man from forty five fifty feet. Definitely would have killed the referee. Head hits the head hits the top turnbuckle. And he just goes, and his body is limped right in front of like the announcers who are not looking up right now. They just 
they're this, and then they hear a thud. So they look up, and they see Owen Hart's, like, just there. And one of them gets up and looks at him, and he just comes back, and he's, like, just shakes his head. So they move him, they take him, they take him to a hospital. He's, you know, pretty much dead. Yeah. Um, And then... But like it, it gets worse, right? Because they wheel the only way to get him to the back is right through where everybody is. So he goes past all these guys that he's wrestled with, his friends. And then they tell probably his best friend at at the time at the company, Jeff Jarrett, to go do a promo talking about how he's gonna beat up somebody. After he just saw his friend Probably dead. Not good. Definitely not good at the time. I feel like at that point, that's where you cancel the show and go, listen, I know you've all come for this. The show must go yeah. on with that. But, like, that guy's probably dead. And this is why Vince is going to hell. But yeah. Vince is not the only person who is a bad person to be in charge of wrestling. Bill Watts was... Like, you can say, like, well, he gave opportunity to wrestlers of color. He did it because... Like the only color I care about is green. Like, so and so he always wanted a token black guy to be at the top of the card because he got rich off of one junkyard dog, and he just continuously kept looking to make one guy, one black man, be that guy. Um, wrestling Sputnik Monroe literally desegregated uh, wrestling because he would go to to get. Uh, white people who were at the shows to be mad at him. He wrestled in Memphis in Tennessee. Uh, he would go to the black parts of town and befriend the people there. He'd go to the bars. He'd spend money. He'd buy everybody beer and all this stuff. And people, the black people would love him. And this is all after he showed up to a show one day with a hitchhiker who was somebody who was going to the show. And Sputnik Monroe, kind of drunk probably, uh, pulled over and said, Hey, you going to this show? And he's like, uh, I would like to. Yeah. He goes, all right, cool. I'll pay for your ticket. You got to drive me there. Just pulls up on this guy in the random, on the side of the road, <laughs> buys him the ticket just so he can get some drunk sleep off. So he shows up and he kisses, he kisses the man on his forehead. And this is a, a white man kissing a black man on the forehead in front of a whole bunch of white people. And he instantly becomes just the most hated man. But he learned from that. He's like, well, you know what? Like that's heat. I'm just gonna go do this. So he like inadvert like he desegregated like the crowds because he's like, look, if they're paying more money to sit in these terrible ass seats and these white people aren't sitting down here. We're we we do not have let them pay more money like pay let them pay to sit down here. And it got to a point where like, you know, they had a an entire arena full of people of of wrestlers, wrestling fans, because this one guy basically befriended black people. But like that's what it took to desegregate crowds. Not not like the goodness, like, you know, it was a wrestler going, hey, this I, we can make more money doing this. You realize that, right? You're an idiot. He did a good thing for the wrong reason. Yeah. So it's just like one of these things of like wrestling is bad. Like, and that's one of these things of like, I still love wrestling though because as a child, I was enamored by these things. And now I'm happy to see that wrestling's in a much better place where mm-hmm. – I can sit here and watch wrestlers who are not me or not white guys, you know, they're, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, 
black people, Hispanic. There, there's, there's women. There's non-binary. There's transgender wrestlers. Like it's great to see that wrestling has become more inclusive. I read trans wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yo. Actually, uh, the first ever women's uh, champion for AEW is Nyla Rose, who is a transgender woman. Fucking nice. Yeah. Poggers. Which naturally, rational wrestling fans, right? They're fine with that. Ha! No. 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 Mm. There's, there's a, there's a large, and that's, and that's the thing is, there's a large, uh, still large group of old wrestling fans who don't like wrestling in general nowadays because it's not like the good shit. Um, oh, it's the SNL-esque uh, argument. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was only good in the olden days. Correct. It's all shit. Yeah. 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 Nostalgia crowd. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah, just talking about like the you know, the like uh, the blurring the line is it's like you know like you said like I I try to rationalize I'm like well yeah my money is going to Vince McMahon or this billionaire or this millionaire owner or this and that, but also. Uh, it also trickles down to this guy, but I'm also paying for this person's merchandise so that, you know, they're supported and their company and their boss goes, oh, look, they're selling merchandise. Let's put them on TV more. So it's like a yeah, weird. All I'm going to yeah. say is uh, don't do piracy. Piracy is bad. Yes. Pir- you wouldn't steal a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't steal piracy a wrestler's is- curse. Don't Don't pirate. Obviously. Do, 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 do. Mm. Cough. <clears throat> you can edit this part if you want, but it stays in if you want it. <laughs> no, it's staying, it's staying in. We're gonna wrap up here. Uh since uh Bear, you went first with the with the intros buttons. Uh you got the outro. Oh, God. Where the um, where can the people find you? What are you working on? Next time on Teletubbies. Um no, so I don't know. Fuck. Uh, Twitch.tv slash other buttons. Um, d- d- we're currently doing a lot. <laughs> Sorry. So just. <clears throat> we're currently doing a uh, a lot of um, editing for the Inner Worlds. So we're taking a little bit of a break from streaming potentially, especially with the heat. Um, but we will be back on there at some point. Uh, we're also generally doing a lot of awareness and stuff for mental health, um, but mostly dissociative identity disorder over on Instagram, um, which is Instagram.com, I think, slash other buttons. Um, I think. would hope and, and so. You would hope so, right? <laughs> you'd hope so. You, you'd, you also might as well see some fun roleplay characters and cool shit like that to do with Tilly and the places that Grum and Bear um, Yeah, that. I'm Designing. shit at doing outros, okay? Bear, take it. Uh, hi. I don't know why you expect <laughs> me to be much better, mainly because I can keep talking without giving many pauses, so I'm just going to keep going. I, big, big things about me, though. Uh, got my own little roleplay server coming up soon. I'd like to say coming up soon. Probably not going to be for a while because uh, we haven't worked on it in a while, but I'd like to work on it because uh, I mainly focus on community engagement and I decided to make a Pixelmon roleplay server, which we are still in early production of hopefully soon, maybe in like a, a while. 
In a while, is that fair? Is that fair to say? In a while. In a while. <laughs> a while. Um... A while. Quotation marks. Hopefully, if you want to uh, find out about that, there'll probably be a link somewhere. I hope somewhere, maybe. I imagine that or just the Twitch. Either one works, you know. Um, and uh, you know, I do, I do the the role play thingy some sometimes, now and again, with these two and more. That's everything about me, really. I don't think there's much else about me. What about you, Grum? You want to you want to tell us about yourself? You guys, did you guys, do you guys tell people about your social, your where they can find you on social medias? Did you do that? Uh, yeah. the type bear everywhere. Not the pen company. Everywhere but there. <laughs> God, I hate that. I love that pen company. Give me sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> We're English, asking us to talk about ourselves, not. Yeah, it's probably the worst mm. thing. Mm. How about you tell us about yourself, Grum? Uh, you can find me. I'm on Instagram, on Twitter. I am Grum. The podcast is on Twitter and Instagram at Dorkside Ring. You can find me on Twitter or Twitch, twitch.tv slash tgrum or grum.tv, uh, where I'm live three times a week. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. It's just kind of self promote, baby. Self promote. Yeah, Grum. Yeah, we're all. We're, the Woo! Pod- Podcast is available on Apple, Google Podcasts, yeah! Spotify, Apple! Anchor. Woo! <laughs> Wait, <laughs> yes. Is Apple one of the ones we're not meant to be supporting? I don't know. Uh, Maybe. <laughs> Probably. They're all rich billionaires in a yeah. space race. I don't know who's no. good or who's not. Yeah. So, none of them are good. Is bad. Yeah. <laughs> Billion, billi- being a billionaire is, is evil. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, it was a good time. A lot of, lot of, lot of talking about just uh, Papa Shango and and the Warrior, some wrestling Warm. talk and uh, buttons. If you end up watching a little bit of that NXT UK, you let me know. All right, I think yeah. you're gonna enjoy it. It's good stuff. Want to see wrestling? Want to see wrestling, wrestling a bit? Yeah, because hey, look, wrestling. Like I say, wrestling's a lot more fun when no one takes it serious. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, it is. One hundo. All right. Thank you guys. Mundo, for... mundo. I will have you guys on in the future once more. Hell yeah. Thank you for coming and visiting me on the dork side of the ring. It's a pleasure. Bye. Get out of here. Stop listening to us. I want to thank Bear and Buttons for coming on and gracing us with their presence here on the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. Thank you guys. You guys love you guys. And I'll see you guys real soon. Real soon. Maybe later this week on Twitch. Uh, but definitely, definitely, you listener will see and hear from them again in the future. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out, listening to the podcast. Next week, the we're gonna be, I we're gonna be doing a. I don't want to say it's a crossover, but it's it's the it's the it's the team up that they never thought would happen. Dork Side of the Ring podcast meets Splash Bros. Pod, you know, Splash Bros. Uh, we got Hurricane. We got. Uh, Balin and we got Scuba next week talking about Steve Austin and the time the only time he's ever done anything that I feel is really worthy of being on the dork side of the ring that isn't inherently cool I found it it's weird uh <laughs> it's Stone Cold Steve Austin pisses on Arn Anderson not off pisses Arn Anderson off pisses on Arn Anderson we put in the uh the preposition before the the subject 
uh, the second subject. I don't, I don't know. I'm not an English major. I don't know how sentence structure works. But I do know how you can support, and I know how that works. You can go to uh, find us on Twitter, Dorkside Ring. Dorkside Ring. You can also take that and put that into the Instagram, Dorkside Ring. Follow us those two places. If you liked what you listened to, hit the little the plus button, whatever the plus button on the preferred podcast platform of your preference. You can do that. I don't know if you're my stomach. I'm a little hungry. I'm doing this before before dinner. You can go to Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Castbox. I think we're on. I don't know that. I don't know what that is. But you got that too. Appreciate you guys doing all that. If you're going to Apple, though, do yourself and me and this podcast a favor. Leave a five star review. Leave it. I'll read it on the podcast, much like it did today for Das Thunderstone. I appreciate that uh, once again. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I am Grum. Follow me on Instagram. I am Grum. Follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash tgrum or just grum.tv and you'll be good to go. Thank you guys. I will see you guys next week here every Monday. Uh, and with that's with an asterisk. Every Monday. Because sometimes it's a Monday night. But I guess it so far it has been every Monday. Look, I'm just rambling here to fill time for a, of a two-hour podcast. Don't ask me why. But I appreciate you guys. Uh, we will be back next week with Stone Cold Steve Austin and the, un- the regrettable actions he took to one Art Anderson here on the dork side of the ring. Thank you guys for coming out. Remember, wrestling is so much more fun when no one's taking it seriously. I'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. I love you.